Good morning and welcome to the Social Collective's podcast, episode nine. Today we have Jessica Park with the Dulles Town Center Mall. Good morning, Jessica. Thank you so much for being here today. Good morning. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited for all of the sound effects that Leslie has mastered. (laughs) Not mastered. Oh, (laughs) still in the works. In training. (laughs) In training. (laughs) Good morning, everyone. Good morning. So excited to have Jessica here um, because there's so many questions we have for her, but. Right now, I just sort of, you want to introduce yourself and talk about what you do at Dallas Town Center first? Sure. I'm Jessica, and I handle all of the short-term local leasing at Dallas Town Center here in Northern Virginia. I mostly work with small business owners or medium-sized business owners to help them either open a store or grow into their next location and kind of help them through the process, get them set up and ready, and then sit back and relax and watch them be super successful. Yeah. So you have something called pop-ups. Yes. What are, what are these pop-ups that you have at the mall? So that's a good question. We have pop-up opportunities for tenants to come in or small businesses to come in to try a brick and mortar location for a week or a weekend or a month to see if they like it, see if they're ready for the next step. Or, you know, just kind of try it with a friend or with family to see what it would be like to actually run a location all the time instead of trying a vendor fair or a market, which are great options too. It's just a different experience and they can try it without signing their life away. So that's really cool, right? Like, because if you are a business owner and you don't know if this is something you want to do or that you can afford or that you would even enjoy doing, you could try it for a weekend or a month or you know, however long you want and see how that goes. Right. I would Mm -hmm. think that especially like, for instance, Mohammed with Simi's Confections, Mm -hmm. he's a chocolatier. Mm -hmm. So having enough stock for, to fill the the space might be something that people aren't quite used to. I mean, I feel like that's a lot of preparation to fill a space like that. It is. And that's exactly why, you know, we have the inline storefront space option. And then we have the cart uh, option in the center of the mall because you don't need as much inventory to fill that than you do, you know, versus an inline space, an actual storefront. But it is a great way for people to kind of gauge what they would need to your point, Lisa, of, you know, hey, am I ready? Do I have enough towels that I hand make or, you know, t-shirts or whatever the product is? Because mm-hmm. sometimes if you have a literal small product like a, a candle or a soap, those things can get lost in a large space. So it is a great way for people to try and test out the visual merchandising with what works best and what kind of ups their sales. Oh my gosh. Interesting. I love that. That is just awesome. And then you have the bigger spaces like mine coming up. I'm so excited. I've been waiting for Jessica so to be you on here so I can talk about this. 400,000 square feet. A million <laughs> and two square feet. Okay, they're stressing me out already. So uh, you bought them all. The yes, whole lot. It's all going to be the great escape. Done. Uh, um, A big flag on top. <laughs> 20,000 square feet. But according to Lisa, I'm going to cut it in half and only visualize half. So we'll go with that. Um but it is sort of overwhelming. Like you don't know sure. how many things go into it and how it happens, but it's also for businesses like a dream to be in the mall or to be in the middle of it all. And they don't think it's attainable, but it right. is. No, you're absolutely right. And I think that's the most fun 
with what I do is when I meet someone, they're like, oh, I could never afford it or, oh, it's too much work. It is a ton of work, but there's creative ways to try it. There's creative ways to do it for a shorter period of time than a traditional, you know, long-term 10-year lease to be able to kind of take it in small bites. And so it's not as overwhelming. And then you can kind of ramp up the success instead of having to come out of the floodgates right, right away. And, and the right. Dulles Town Center Mall is a location. Right. It is a destination. So people will come there just to explore. Right. So I love that. I think that takes a lot of marketing off the shoulders of the small businesses. Yeah, it, it allows us to really be a partner, you know, like for when you open, for when the pop-ups are there, you know, it's on the website, it's on our social media. You know, I look at it where every mall can have the similar national brands, which those are needed, the American Eagles of the world, but not every mall will have the great escape. We'll have Simi's Confections. And that's kind of what gives Dulles Town Center the local flavor, right? right? You can't yeah. go to any other mall in the market to find these brands because it's central to us. I love it. It's like a small town feel yeah. mm-hmm. at the mall. It's lots of your friends and family members, community members that are the owners. Mm-hmm. And so these are also the people that are running these shops. I love it. Yeah. I know. And I don't know if you guys feel this, when you go to the mall now, there's so many activities to do. And it kind of reminds me back in the day when I was, you know, that young teenager. Yay. And we'd go hang out at the mall and there was stuff to do. And it's kind of bringing that that feel back. So it really is. I'm I super it. excited for that. No, and I'm so, that makes my heart happy to hear because well. I think retail is changing, but it's not, you know, malls aren't going away. They're just adapting, right? right. So brands... Traditional retail brands, online sales are great, but they're missing a customer when they're not in person at a brick and mortar location too, and vice versa. Right. But to your point, you can only buy so many pairs of jeans before you're like, okay, I don't need any more jeans. Right. So what else can there be done at the mall? And for people to come and have the experience and make the memories is just as important as getting them the right pair of jeans. Yeah. I mean, my son who's 12, it was a great feeling because he's you know, has anxiety and things like that. And he doesn't love to go out to just explore, you know, stores and things like that. But the other day after the kids collective event, he said, Hey mom, after you pick me up from school, can we go to the mall? He didn't have anything specific that he wanted. He just wanted to chill at the mall and hang out and explore. And that reminded me of when I was little Mm -hmm. and I wanted to go explore and run into some friends there. It's a social aspect of it too. Absolutely. And, and a lot of kids, they want to get out of the house, but they don't, you know, they're not old enough to have a job yet or they can't drive. So they have to ask their parent to be dropped off. And, and kids, you know, want to spend money and earn their own money to buy themselves, you know, the sneakers or the sweatshirt that, you know, mom and dad are like, okay, well, you've already got a hundred of them. You don't need a hundred and one, but the kid's like, yeah, but I need that orange one or else that's it. So, you know, it's nice to give that feeling to the younger generation and the young adults that hopefully will continue to pass it on to their kids. And I mean, I just love like going with my five-year-old, the second he walks in, seeing the carousel, the bike rides, the, you know, all of the above, the train. (laughs) We wanted to be on the train, remember you guys? Um, So it is, it's that excitement, like that 
for a while was just missing. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool to see I that. I have like a whole new market and I, I think there's an insurance issue, but other than that, I would like to open up the hoverboard station <laughs> at the mall. I am so in with you. It's not even funny. Like, let's do this. I just feel like, you know, if I was on a hoverboard and I was able to go through the mall and I could just do lives from the hoverboard. <laughs> I love it. I think well, we're going to have to convince the mall. I might team. know someone who could help you with that. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> might have an in. <laughs> so you also have another business. What is your other business? Oh, the colorful one. Yeah. Um, it is chasing rainbows tie dye. And I'm a girl who was born in the wrong era. I should have been born in the sixties <laughs> and seventies because the music and the tie dye and the hippiness of it all is so my thing. And I love tie dye. I always have loved tie dye. I love making rainbows with my tie-dye and sharing the color and the fun. And it's a really unique creative outlet for me. And it just kind of happened. I didn't really expect it to turn into anything, but here we are. And I tie-dye in my basement on a regular basis. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the cool things that I didn't know anything about tie-dye, I know it's difficult and you need big rubber bands, Mm -hmm. but is the process. Mm -hmm. So some of the processes are super cool with ice. Yes, that's my favorite. So can Um, you tell us about that? Absolutely. So you kind of prepare the sweatshirt, let's say, for dyeing. You know, you soak it in a special mixture so the colors are bright. And then you set it up where instead of using a traditional liquid dye in a bottle, you kind of sprinkle the powder on top. And the powder is the actual color of the dye. And there are only three real colors, red, yellow, and blue, Every other color is a derivative of mixing those together. So with ice dye, you take the powder, say you're making black. It's a black powder. You sprinkle it on the garment. You put the ice on top. As the ice melts, that black powder splits into all the colors that were put together to make that color black. So you don't just get black on your hoodie you get the yellows and the blues and the the reds and a little bit of pink and some purples. And it just kind of turns into this explosion of color that you wouldn't get with traditional liquid tie-dyeing. Yeah. I have one of your tie-dye Oh my gosh. I love it. Yay. It's gorgeous. <laughs> what was the process for that? So I, that's exactly what I did is I soaked it. I sprinkled black and brushed steel gray colors on it. And I put probably about seven pounds of ice on it Wow, between the first layer of ice and then adding a second and third to make sure the colors get all the way through. And I put it on an incline. So that way you kind of get the, the drip effect. So it's not just kind of splotchy, which that part's cool too, but this way you kind of get it on an incline. So it's kind of more of a drippy icicle kind of thing. My 12 year old said that was the coolest tie dye he had ever seen. I love it. (laughs) It, He is into sci-fi movies and cosmic horror and he saw something that he called the shimmer in one of these sci-fi movies. And he said it looked just like the shimmer. Oh, that makes me happy. (laughs) I love that. That's a huge compliment. I love it because my kids think it's silly and that's cool. It's not for everyone. So when somebody really loves it and appreciates it, sign me up all day long. So when's your store opening in the mall? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know. I will say I've done one farmer's market last fall, last November. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? Totally. And 
given what I do for my big girl job, I always knew setting something up would be a lot of work. I did one day at a farmer's market in Warrington, which is a great farmer's market. And it was so much work Mm -hmm. setting everything up, selling for hours, taking it all down. It was so great. It was so much work. It gave me a whole new perspective on everyone that I talked to who wants to open a store. So in a way, it was a real cool learning experience for me that I didn't even think would register for my grown-up job. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I did it once. I'll do it again someday, but I also want to make sure that I do it right. So I just have to kind of find my wow, find the right spot. I never thought about that. Like all this, the work that goes into the farmer's markets to get those tents mm-hmm. up and the all of the supplies, the merchandise, and just to be there all day. Yeah. And, and people are there like 4 or 5 a.m. in the dark getting ready to set up. So that wow. way when it opens at 7 or 8, everything's all set. Right. And you don't really think about that when you're just the traditional Shopper. attender. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, but yeah, it was it was really fun. It was very cool. A lot of fun. And I don't know if I'd want like a store store. Because it's a lot of work. work. I can sit on this <laughs> side of the table and help you open yours all day, any day for as long as forever. But setting it up is, it's a different kind of work. And, and it's not just financial, it's emotional. It's the mental energy, the time away from home and your family. You know, it, it's a lot and of physical. work. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm not in shape to have a farmer's market booth. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's like cardio. (laughs) And then also if you're making your own product, so makers and crafters Mm -hmm. that have to make their own product. So all of the time that goes into the actual creating of it, purchasing all of the supplies. I Mm -hmm. mean, it's gotta be so much harder and more time consuming than getting it from somewhere else. Oh, for sure. And tie-dye, as I'm sure a lot of things are, candles or soaps or, you know, crocheting, but it's, it's literally your hands to your point, Lisa. It's, there were days when like my hands were sore. I couldn't wring things out. I couldn't tie things up because I had been doing it for days in and days out, but I did challenge myself a lot to make more than just the t-shirts. So I had blankets, I had pillowcases, I had shorts, I had bandanas. If it was, 100% 100% cotton or 85% cotton or higher, I, I dyed it. So, <laughs> Oh my gosh. Do you make wine bags? I never Ooh, have, but I totally That did. seems like it wouldn't be that hard on your hands. No, I could. No, absolutely not. We should make wine bags. Done. Christmas colored tie-dyed <laughs> wine Done. bags. And that will be part of what I'm going to be sponsoring for a table at the Christmas tea. Oh, that's such a great idea. Yeah. I think you just got another order. Let me get ahead. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I've seen too, is some people do Christmas stockings, right? So if you get, if you have something that's a natural fiber or, you know, cotton with a high cotton content, it'll be nice and bright. And so, you know, beanie hats, Christmas stockings, leggings, anything. So, oh my God. So speaking of Christmas, Mm -hmm. um, I know we're all really excited (laughs) and we have the Christmas tea coming up, but because of you, you guys are one of our $5,000 partner sponsors, which is, this is a fun game, (laughs) (laughs) which is such a big deal. And you were the first one to do it. So first of all, thank you. Of course. I kind of want to know, like, what made you get involved in the collectives and want to do this? So it's a great question because I didn't even imagine there was a group out there like this. So I, there's a tenant at my center handmade by Elmac 
Veronica, who's amazing, mentioned to me in passing one day, hey, you should join this Facebook group. And I was like, all right, cool, let's check it out. So I joined it. A few days went on, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is really cool. It's positive. It's fun. And I messaged Lisa, and I said, hey, I have this pop-up shop flyer. Do you mind if I post it? Because I didn't know mm-hmm. kind of the dynamics of it all. And she said, sure, go ahead. So I posted it, and the response was incredible. I could not keep up. So many great people with great ideas. And so after that kind of died down, I said, hey, let me treat you to lunch, because that was awesome. And so you both came and we, it turned into like this amazing thing. And as I tell you guys regularly, it really has changed. Well, let me back up. It's, it's met me where I am, where, how I do business. Right. So I'm in sales, but I'm more of a helper than a salesperson. And I like to help people get to their goal in a positive way. And the social collectives, they want to do good for the community, whether it's a nonprofit or small business owners. And that's kind of what I lead with, with my job. So it really was a nice pairing of what I think is really important and how I like to handle myself. So it's really been fun. I'm like, oh, there's other people like me out there. I'm like, <laughs> so the wait, machine's alive. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I'm like, I don't know if that's weird that they're like me or this is great, but either way, I'm just going to roll with it. <laughs> It's kind of like, what was the name of that? Uh, Kung Fu Panda? (laughs) (laughs) Where he found his people? Yes. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I think it's helped to kind of break the barrier down for some people to be able to know someone who does what I do, to ask the questions, to provide opportunities for different uh, members of the collective to grow and open and advertise that maybe they never thought they'd be able to do before. Yeah. You're a bridge. So your personality is in your friendship and your openness, exactly who you are is the correct bridge between the mall and all of the small business owners. Thank you. No, that, that means a lot. Yeah. It, it makes it more fun. Cause I can just be authentic with it all. Yeah. Well, you make it easy. Yay. And we get to be friends. <laughs> I, right? I know. That's the best I know, part. That's, I know. Exactly. <laughs> it's been so much fun. But, so yeah. I'm really excited to have you guys at the tea. Um, we're going to have you guys speaking mm-hmm. for a couple of minutes and you have five seats. Got it. So make sure that you bring all your people. Yes. So we're you guys, I'm, I think it was two weeks ago, Jessica texted me and said, <laughs> don't think I'm crazy, but I listened to all the podcasts <laughs> and I made a list of questions that you guys should ask everyone Yay. that comes on the show mm-hmm. because I want to know these answers. So I just made her send it to me again so we could ask her some of these. This backfired. And then we could go around <laughs> and we could all talk about it. Okay. So what is the best compliment you've ever received? Oh my, that's such oh, a good one. That's it's a such hard, a hard one. one. No, you're saying good job to your oh, own no. question. <laughs> um, you know, I think when the the members of the group that that tell me that they feel like I'm a partner with them, that's kind of the biggest thing that means a lot. You know, when I wear a cool shirt, my kids like it. That's always fun too. But when you have the owner of Handmade or or you, Alina, I love you, Jessica. Or, <laughs> Or Kelly with school, that's the excitement they have. And they just look at me and say, thank you. I love having you as a partner. I think that's really the best, one of the best that I've ever received. That's a good one. All right, Les, your turn. Oh, we all have. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's more fun that way. Oh, my God. Your best compliment ever. I mean. It was being called my twin, obviously. (laughs) 
I mean, I get so many. <laughs> um, why would you make me go after I her? Yeah. All right, I mean, okay, okay, I'm we'll gonna give you, to I'll you. give you a minute. Um, okay, so I don't know if this is a compliment so much as it is a sweet thing that was said to me by my son, my, my son, Dane. He said that, you know, he, we have, he has older siblings, but he's basically an only child because of the age difference. Mm-hmm. And he said that he wished that we could have been siblings together Aww. and that I would have grown up with him as his sister because he thinks I would have been really cool to grow up with. Oh so my gosh. I was like, now good luck going I'm after speechless. that. I have goosebumps. That is like the best compliment you could ever receive. I was like, yeah, you would have hated me. <laughs> well, I mean, there's so many, of course, my kids, you know, they always say the sweetest things to me, but I think in the type of business that I'm in and working close with, you know, other business owners and seeing them prosper is, is definitely the biggest compliment that I could have. And hearing one of my clients say in the 45 years that they've been in business, a family business, they hit the first year working with us, they hit record-breaking numbers. Wow. To yeah, me, that's amazing. That's that huge. is everything. And that is why we continue doing what we do in our business and helping out other businesses. So, yeah, kind of like that partner is I just want to see businesses succeed right. as much as, you know, all of us. So I think that's really the best compliment that I could get. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a, a good one. I like that that's one. That's a good one. That's awesome. All right. <laughs> I, guess that's what I, I was going to go to the <laughs> nice next try. question. But nice try. Oh. Nice try. Um, I think one of the best things I've ever heard is just like, I can't fake anything. So mm-hmm. you see what you get and people have seen that, but they can also see my heart and that's a good compliment to have. So I guess it would be that one. You yeah. are a real one, Alina. I Gardizi. love you guys. <laughs> I love it. I love Miss Gardizi. Same. Same. All right. Let's see what other questions did you come up with? Um, who would play you in a movie? We answered this last week, so we oh, don't yeah. have to, but you too. Okay. So um, I'm not super tall for those of you who haven't met me. So someone really <laughs> short, but America Ferreira. I think that's oh, how you say her name. Because I love her. I, she has gone from like Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants to Ugly Betty to when she transforms for the red carpet mm-hmm. and her just positivity and big, bright smile. Like, I feel like she would do me justice. I totally see that. That is <laughs> such a good one. That's a good oh one. my gosh. So who did you say, Alina, last week? I said week? Julia Roberts because she's sweet. And Julia Roberts. America's sweetheart. Okay. <laughs> I said Pam Dauber from Work and Mindy. I don't even know who that is <laughs> until today. <laughs> I don't know who that is. We're, oh I, I do. We're old. <laughs> Not old, I guess. <laughs> Okay. We're going to have to figure that out. All right, Miss Racinos. Can I answer this next week? (laughs) No. Uh, I'm like, I have to think about that. Um, Well, who is sweet and spicy at the same time? I feel like, what's her name? She's gorgeous and she's, um, oh my God, I'm never going to think of who she's married to, but I I, I can't, I can't, I can't think of her name. I'm sorry. All right, let's go to the next question. Unless oh, you know who you want to, okay, no, I'll doing, think about oh, that one. Okay. That's I'm a good question. I'm gonna come back to you. That's right. a very good question. Okay, this is. Let's do. If you could live anywhere, where would it be? Um, Bermuda. Why? I have visited a couple times, and I've been incredibly fortunate to to visit a, a bunch of countries. You know, growing up and as an adult, 
I've never felt more at home anywhere than I did in Bermuda. Why not? I mean, I did in Puerto Rico. I felt like, oh, okay, like my inner spice would come out and I just everyone loves each other and the feeling. But Bermuda really just the happiness and the sunshine and the joy of, of the people. I just felt right at home. Wow. I love that. I've never been. I'm going to have to go now. It's, it's a quick flight. It's only a couple hours, like three hours away. Yeah. Yeah. So great. All right, Leslie. Um, I know there's many, many, many places that I want to travel to, but I've been to Hawaii several times and I keep going back mm-hmm. because I absolutely love it. And I have kind of the same feeling. It's just like when I'm there, I almost feel like I'm home. Mm-hmm. So my favorite island is Oahu. I know a lot of people will say, no, we'll go to Maui, go to, I love those islands too, but I don't know. Oahu is just like, you have the best of both worlds where you can go down to Waikiki and it's busy, it's city, you've got parties going on, but then you can also get away to like the North Shore where it's, you know, more of that family local feel and the beautiful beaches. And so you kind of have everything in Mm -hmm. just this one small island. And I love it there. And I can't wait to go back. And if I could be a local and if they would accept me, (laughs) I would so be there. That's a good one. And I could afford it because it is expensive (laughs) too. (laughs) Oh, oh, if we have to consider money, yeah, that's totally different. (laughs) Okay. So if money was no object, then I would live in Southern California at Dana Point Harbor, Ooh. and I would just chill there for the rest of my days. I love I love California. Is that like like Orange County? Yeah, or? it's just right on the right on the the beach. And Dana Point Harbor is just magical. The sailboats and the kids playing oh and God. the Aww. the candy nice. shops and the restaurants. It's a vibe, and I love it. Yeah, that's a good that's one. A good that one. is a really yeah. good one. Um, so like dream, you know, world, whatever, probably Paris, just because I've always loved France and chocolate croissants, who doesn't love those right. and the Eiffel Tower. But honestly, I'm really happy where I am. So Loudoun County, believe it or not, like oh boo, for everyday <laughs> life, for everyday life, running a business, you know, raising your family, all of the above, like it's a great place to be. So it I is. really am grateful for that. I almost said Loudoun County. I know, but I mean, but yeah, Paris dream world anywhere in the world guys (laughs) (laughs) but I do I don't think I would move even if I had the option to move well let me rephrase it I would only move if I could take all of us right and then move the collectives all of us over there yeah Yeah. (laughs) one thousand percent the whole island of Bermuda would need to be a (laughs) giant social collective collective group (laughs) Bermuda Collective. Yeah, done. <laughs> right, because Our I do currency. think we've developed like that group and those relationships. And I cannot imagine living anywhere where you guys aren't. Okay, so the other thing is, are we going to have businesses there? Yeah, of are course. Are we just independently wealthy at this point? Well, we'll be just bored out of <laughs> our mind that we have above. nothing to do. If we have businesses there, this is the question I want to ask. If we have businesses in our new dream location, what is the first networking group you're going to join? Is it the chamber? We don't have the collectives there. So would it be the chamber global BNI? So they do have BNI. Oh. What are what are you gonna do if you move into a new community? Convince Lisa to start- Adams to start a social <laughs> 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 um, Well, I do BNI now, uh, but I know BNI they 
you kind of have to be an established mm-hmm. business in an area. So, you know, cause it's all about givers gain. Mm-hmm. So I would probably start with a chamber yeah, uh, to get to know people, get to know the community and kind of grow from there. And eventually I would join BNI because I know I like it. I don't mm-hmm. mind it. I love BNI sometimes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's important to start at the chamber. I started at the chamber and I met a lot of really great people. I didn't do any business. I'm, I'm terrible at networking, actually. But I did meet people so that when I went to events, I recognized people. I didn't feel completely alone. And I was able to socialize and build my circle there. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I'd start with something super micro local, too. Because I think if I was a business owner, I'd really want to understand not just my market, you know, but but my neighbors. You know, I right. think with how I'm wired and how my heart works that I need to know like what's how I can give back to the people that give me so much. Yes. And I think that's exactly what would be most important. And, and that's what I've found with the collectives, mm-hmm. you know, not only can Jessica give back, but Dulles town center can give back the team at the, the mall can give back. And it's, it's awesome. Yeah. I feel like there's so many opportunities to give. And if you're not, working in the community. Like Mm -hmm. I think small business owners actually have an advantage Mm -hmm. because we do network on a a level that people who work for other people don't necessarily need to, unless they're in direct sales or something, but we are kind of forced out into the community to get to know people. And when we do that, we do discover the different needs Mm -hmm. and it's an opportunity for us to give back. I think that we're blessed in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, It helps us to become more rooted where we are. And perhaps that's why small business owners are the backbone of America. Yeah. Not just because, you know, we are here providing income and, you know, we're a great tax base, but because we do give back so much mm-hmm. to our local community. Mm-hmm. I know that the small business owners I know, all the money we raise comes from them. Mm-hmm. And I think it's been really amazing to learn how the small business owners give back, right? And I've learned about all these incredible unbelievable nonprofits, not in, in just Loudoun County, but Northern Virginia or, you know, out in Jefferson County or Berkeley County. So I think as someone who I am not a small business owner officially on paper, but I work with them a lot, but learning how they do give back, they can get back, mm-hmm. give back mm-hmm. and the resources out there for them or others that you may know has just been eye opening. Yeah, I, I just, totally agree. I know that they, there's like the bigger businesses, they have a corporate mentality where they mm-hmm. like to give back. It does, I think, come from a higher level. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, I don't know how the, all of that works. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Um, I know there's teams that go out and decide where they're going to put their money and stuff like that. But I think there's a gap between the owners and the givers necessarily and the community. Mm-hmm. In general, mm-hmm. whereas the, but I might be wrong about that, but the small business owners, we are, we're right there, like right. directly involved, directly giving. And I think a lot mm-hmm. Loudoun County has given tons to all the charities that we've, yeah. right. And we've seen it, right. Like yeah. with the Christmas tea and the way we have donors and the way it's going, mm-hmm. everyone's always finding ways to help and in a good way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why I'm impressed with the Dulles town center mall for sure. Because They you. do. You are a great bridge. Yeah. So, so yeah, I kind of wanted to circle back mm-hmm. on that now that we've answered that question, but you said, you know, getting Dulles town center and Sentinel involved in what we're doing. How did you pursue that? Or what did you 
used to convince something so corporate that they should invest in local. Sure. Um, I will tell you that Centennial is based out of Texas, right in Dallas. And one of the things that drew me to the company a year ago when I joined was how much the company overall likes to give back. We have volunteer day that they sponsor with every mall in their markets and they are small business friendly. So they were like that before Jessica even walked in the door. So it was a great match from day one, but at Dulles town center with the team there and the, the group with, you know, we're trying to figure out like who should go where and kind of how the puzzle pieces fit they just needed to know that the opportunity was there to give back and kind of what it looks like. Right. So when the chance to sponsor the Christmas tea came about, it was like, look, we've met some incredible small business owners. We've been blessed to be able to work with them and find them space and help them open businesses. What an incredible way to give back to these two awesome charities right here in Loudoun County to really show the local community how dedicated the mall team is, the shopping center is, but also the owners, you know, at Centennial in Texas, mm-hmm. there is, there was no hesitation. Wow. I love it's that. It's awesome. And even just so like after that, you guys hosted the kids vendor event, which was an amazing event. You guys did a coffee there for Loudon, which was awesome, you know, and, and you're the you're going to be having a drop-off donation mm-hmm. yeah, yep. for the tea. So yeah, our the raffles. Tea. So just being such active partners in the collectives and what you're doing, how does your team feel about that? I know you're a hundred percent in and love it. Uh, but yeah. They just tell me yes. So I don't like go like crazy and be like, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, they're on board. I, I just have to be like, Hey, this is what we're doing. This is what it entails. Are you in? And half the time they don't even look up from their computer. They're like, yeah, sure. Just go ahead. (laughs) So, I mean, that's awesome. It really is something that the entire team values. So it's knock on wood. It's not, it's not hard to convince them in quotes because there's not really a convincing because they believe in it. And I will say, sorry, after I signed my lease, (laughs) uh, the team, you know, she did a meetup with the team there and every single person I met was just so sweet and so sincere and so excited about this happening. And it was really nice to know that you have so many people backing you up Mm -hmm. because it's, it takes a village, you know, to open a location and it takes a village to do a lot of things, but it's, we get it. We, Mm. we want you to know that if, if you know, Jessica and Jessica can't, God forbid she takes a day off and it doesn't answer her phone. <laughs> you have someone you can call, you know, you have resources other than just the one person you've met and they're mm-hmm. all on the same team. Okay. So you deal with so many small businesses and medium to large businesses. Mm-hmm. So what is the biggest struggle that you see the store owners having or small business owners mm-hmm. struggling with? Staffing, oh. finding employees and not just space fillers, but employees that you can trust people who want to work and want to learn about your business, you know, cause a lot of times these small businesses want to hire someone who really believes in the mission and embody who they are. Yes. You're always going to have the person who comes in and collects the paycheck and that's cool. And that's needed too. But I think the goal for small businesses is to find the trustworthy brand ambassador employee mm-hmm. types. Right. And I think, 
you know, we held a job fair, we have stuff on our website. You know, I encourage small businesses that I work with to join the collectives group, but I think staffing and finding quality employees, you know, I think that's the biggest challenge that I hear about from no matter what the use or type of business is, it's the same challenge. I agree. We were just talking about this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were. What do you think is. about the, re- I know we're in a recession, um, not to totally switch gears, but I am thinking one of the good things about the recession is going to be, there's going to be more people looking for work. Mm-hmm. So the businesses that can stay afloat, that can stay busy, I think are going to benefit from some of the overstaffed bloated businesses mm-hmm. that are going to be cutting people loose. Yeah. I actually no. think it's going to be a good thing for, for our company. Yeah. That makes sense. I could see that happening for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of layoffs. A lot of these bigger companies just have higher, higher, higher. And then when the recession is here, potentially, and unfortunately, there's going to be less business. So for people like me who has a small staff and a small, uh, smaller company, we're always looking to hire. So I'm hoping to pick up some of the, some of the people getting laid off. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that might be true for the mall as well. Yeah. Yep. And it's just a matter of connecting the brand, the small business, the, you know, the retailer, the, the company to the right pool of people, you know, and I think there's, I mean, I have three children and I know they all like to work Mm -hmm. and I love them to work. So it's, you know, there's people out there. It's just kind of making sure that the right people get connected. Exactly. Do you feel like it's going to switch the power a little bit from, the employee really just kind of doing that quiet quitting thing to now the, the owners having a little bit more power and how they can be selective on who they're hiring, enforcing some of these rules that have been kind of lax because nobody wants to, you know, have nobody show up for work. Um, I'm thinking, yeah, I hope so. No, I think, I think you're right. I think it'll kind of, give businesses a chance to reestablish the standards that they, they want to uphold, whether it's through the quality of customer service or their product or whatever it is, because they will have, to your point, Lisa, uh, more of a base of employees to draw from Mm -hmm. and kind of refocus on the things that make that small business so unique versus Mm -hmm. the big business who does the same thing. Right. And give them a chance to kind of get back up on top. Yeah, I like it. It's a little bit, um, we still obviously take care of our employees and sure. be amazing um, about that. But I would like to see a little bit, a little bit more structure. Well, just even, you know, during the pandemic, people would apply for jobs and not show up for interviews. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not the only person that happened to, or they would work a day and then say, oh, well, I found something better that pays more or whatever. And so it was really hard to not only hire, but to retain whoever mm-hmm. you got because it was right. so competitive. Right. Yeah. I think retaining employees is just an, an important conversation to have mm-hmm. than, than bringing them in. Right. If you're good and you like your team and you've got something good going, you don't want them to go anywhere else. Exactly. Right. It's That's going to be, I think there's a shift coming. So I hope so. I think there's a positive here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Always. Rainbows and sunshine. Fingers crossed and pray. <laughs> Done. <laughs> okay. So are we going to do shout outs? Shout outs or, or events? Wait, or let's do events. 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 All right. Oh my gosh. Look at my list. We have so, it is so amazing. <laughs> it's a great list. It's a great list. I mean, we have 
a ton of events coming up for November. So this is super exciting. Um, and we'll kick it off with, oh my gosh, the county that I can't say. <laughs> Fall. Here. Yeah. <laughs> I can't say it either. Nope. I'll just let you say it. Fuck your <laughs> county. Don't hate me, guys. Please. Don't. It's no, I'm talking it. to the people okay. that live there. Um, I promise I will learn it. So on November 2nd at uh, the Rosemary, uh, they're going to have their collective coffee uh, from 10 to 12. And Vadim is an absolutely mm-hmm. amazing That's host. Awesome. And he is absolutely killing Vadim it out there. Mm-hmm. He is. And I mean, how awesome does he sound? And right. then also on November 2nd in the Washington County, they will be having their monthly collective coffee from 10 to 12 at the amazing Grand Piano oh, Ballroom. Very, very pretty place. Um, November 7th, Prince William County will have their second collective coffee at City Tavern Yay. from 10 to 12, which if you didn't come last month, you must go this time. It was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. And the food there afterwards. So good. Oh my gosh. So freaking good. So <laughs> if you can block out extra time Done. to have lunch, do it. That's on uh, November 7th. And also on November 7th, <laughs> Tyson's Falls Church Vienna will be having their collective coffee from 10 to 12 at, and this is a super cool I'm place, really excited about this The place. Intelligent Office in their Tyson's location. Yeah. So they are like a co-working space. They rent mm-hmm. out office suites and all that stuff. And I, then they I have, have the to conference say something about room. that. I feel like if you go to the intelligent office, you have to drink smart water. Like Ooh, really? if they don't have smart well water, they're not doing this right. I have to tell you, I want to rename my office the intelligent office because I feel like that's a great place to work. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. So I'm super excited that's about cool. about that on November 7th. And then Montgomery County. My Yay. gosh. I mean, I know. Do seriously. Okay. Woo-hoo. Good. Woo-hoo, Montgomery. They are having their first collective coffee meetup. So that is super oh, awesome. exciting. And that's going to be at the Grill Kebab in Rockville. And that's on November 8th from 10 to 12. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Keep going down the list. <laughs> also on November 8th. This is so- why we're always busy, <laughs> This guys. is only, only this November is, 8th. Like, you're uh, yeah, only eight this days in. I'm only halfway through. <laughs> so in the morning, you can be in Rockville for the coffee. Uh-huh. At night, Done. you'll be at PJ Skidoo's for the Fairfax County Happy Hour. <laughs> I mean, perfect. <laughs> and, you know, PJ Skidoo's is absolutely amazing. We won't be downstairs as we usually meet for uh, the coffee, but we'll be upstairs in the bar area. And I believe DJ Shorts, DJ Shorts, our own David Wander oh with boy. Lighthouse Floors oh will boy. be DJing. <laughs> so it'll be a good night. For what sure. could happen there? November 12th, Frederick County is having their collective mm-hmm. coffee meetup from 10 to 12 at the beautiful monument in Winchester, and November 14th, Berkeley County will be having their collective coffee from 10 to 12 at Four Corners Club. Oh, wow. Take a breath. (laughs) But But we're not done yet. We're not done. (laughs) We have to talk about our favorite event of the year. favorite event. (laughs) The second annual. Now it's second annual oh. Christmas tea. Yay. Oh my gosh. At Blue Mont Station. And that's on December 13th. So mark your calendars because it's going to be an event you don't want to miss out on. And unfortunately, we only have 200, possibly 220 seats if I can squeeze 
squeeze David Weinschel for two more tables. Um, I don't mind, you know, like putting one butt cheek at it. <laughs> Standing I mean, against the wall. Standing against the wall. We may have people sitting on laps, but, <laughs> and it is already halfway, the seats are already halfway taken from sponsors and raffle donors and team members and the two charities that we're supporting, Echo and uh, Tree of Life Ministries. So we only have a hundred seats left and we aren't opening them to the public until we're done with collecting sponsors and raffles RSVPs. Isn't that so amazing though? Yeah. I mean, it just, it's incredible coming. It's insane. So we have um, a $450 raffle item for the four seasons salon and spa. We have so many experiences, mm-hmm. so That's many cool. different right. making cool. experiences, wine experiences, chocolate making experiences, pour um, paint, yeah. escape room, poor paint. I mean, so it's many happening. You guys, the <laughs> raffles are going to be off the chain insane. So we are going to start promoting them shortly. We're gathering our list, but we also are going to have Magnus Hammerhand, our community Santa. Santa. And he is going to be doing something new this year. So we have different businesses sponsoring tables. And Santa is going to come and bring each table their very own gift. So everybody, everybody is going to come away with a packaged gift from a local small business. Oh, that's so fun. So we have 12 tables. Hopefully. Wow. So about 12 tables and I believe eight spots have already been filled wow. to sponsor a table. So if that is something that you're interested in, please reach out like, to Candace Duggar. Like right now. Like right now. She does have, uh, she did post it on the Loudoun County Social Collective uh, with the event, right? But you can directly reach out to her if you want to do that. Because how exciting is that? Imagine Santa walking around and then putting a gift, like, I'm, I'm so speechless. Ex- I'm so excited. I already know I'm what I'm so getting. excited. I know. I'm jealous. I need to figure it out. I think I, I want to do know. this now too. I already know what I'm going to get. And then I, everybody's yeah. going to bring a wrapped Christmas ornament because we're going to do <gasps> an ornament don't exchange. That. Yeah. And we're going to be playing games. So we're going to play competitive table games. All of our tables are going to have different names like Rudolph, um, Frosty, Snowflake, whatever. I'm not going to be the Snowflake table. <laughs> <laughs> She's already decided this. Maybe Snowball. Maybe, uh, maybe Rudolph. Yeah. Avalanche. Yeah. Snowman. <laughs> Winter. But it's going to be so much fun. And then we're trying to get Tracy Hamlin to sing some songs. Oh, wow. I'm not sure about the acoustics in that room, but if they are amazing, then she will. And if not, then I think we're going to get some carolers potentially to come in. It's going to be a hot buffet lunch with... Lots of desserts, a cornucopia of desserts donated by local, you know, bakers, pastry makers. So if you want to donate, there's still time. Please reach out to one of us or to Candace. But I actually think we might not even be able to open up this Evite publicly because there's just not enough room. Mm -hmm. If we do open it, it's going to go in minutes. So it's just insane this year. It's insane. I love that that just all just really equates to donations and help for two incredible charities. Like all of these other things sound so much fun and I'm rearranging my schedule so I can make sure that I'm there. (laughs) And so the part that warms my heart the most is that at the end of the day, whether there's zero seats left or we go over by the 20, it just equals more for the charities that really mm-hmm. need it. Exactly. And it also equals awareness. Yeah. So, you know, when we did our first event last year and we we did it solely for Echo, 
I was shocked at how many people didn't know Echo even existed. I was one of them. I had right. no idea. And they're one of the oldest charities in Loudoun County. Really? Yeah. And so in the 40 years, I think, that they've been around, wow. what was it, Alina, that, that the woman said? She said she had been with Echo for 12 years or mm-hmm. I don't know. And she tells everybody about Echo and how they helped her family. Oh, now I know what you're talking about. So this was actually something she said when she went up there and she said, you know, in the last 40 years, I've told everybody how much Echo has helped me because of my sister and everything else. But there's only one person that listened and did something about it. And that person was Lisa Adams. So we did the first charity event outside of Echo doing it for them, as far as I'm aware, that she said, and it was over like her time at Echo, like, I don't know, 12 years. And I mean, even Echo said that we'd made more than what their yearly fundraising is. So, So, and this was all from donations from small business Mm -hmm. owners. Like there was somebody who said that they had $200 to to share this year to, to give to somebody and they chose to give it to Echo. I mean, it was important to them that they put that money somewhere amazing. That was a really a lot of money for them. And they gave it to Echo to do good with. And so I'm super excited about it. And then Tree of Life Ministries. I know. I don't even want to start on that because I love walking into Simply Be. I love how, you know, Tara and Emma and everybody else that shows up for our coffees to support us all the time. Um, Yeah. And then Susanna DeBoss Lee, she's the director of Tree of Life Ministries, and they do so much good for the community. It's it's unbelievable, all the stuff they do. Unfortunately, they were not funded in the same manner that they were last year and had expected to be this year. So what we're doing here is going to help supplement what they really, really needed baseline. Yeah. So I'm hoping they're doing a lot of other stuff to kind of like build up what they thought they were going to get that they didn't get. Yeah, two amazing nonprofits and right here in our very own Loudoun County. So, yes, Alina, we are very blessed to be in this amazing county where Ooh, so, many, yeah, so many well people done. have Good stepped job. up. And I will, <laughs> you're yeah, not wrong. Yeah, I you're love not, it. yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, it's just incredible to just to see it's not a handful, it's dozens and mm-hmm. dozens of people coming together and say, I want to help, I want to contribute, mm-hmm. what can I do? I'm there. And, and it's the best feeling. Like, how can the I help? best. Like, yeah. that's all we hear when we talk about this. Okay. I love it. I love it. I love, I love it. it. Now, I love it something else I love is the shout outs. Yay. But yeah. first, we're going to hop on over to the Kids Collective podcast. And we're going to listen. I don't know who it is. So it's excited. a surprise. Oh, fun. Let's see. Who will it be? everyone and welcome to the Kids Collective Vendor Event at the Dulles Town Center Mall. I'm here with my son, Dane Adams. He is a 12-year-old author. His interests are cosmic horror, art, theater, and film. Dane, thank you for being here. Hello. Would you mind telling us a little bit about your book and what inspired it? So essentially my original short story that I made was this one thing that I made on a Google Slides forum. It was pretty small. It's just this Google Slides document called Void, essentially. It it was about a person who gets trapped in this alternate dimension and has encounters with the things that exist there. And then I made a sequel to that called Shethasheth, which was much better. And it essentially expanded on more cosmic horror kind of concepts. 
uh, I tried to expand more on the feeling of dread that the higher powers of the universe, if they exist, that is, that the true nature of the universe rests in evil, I suppose, which is very scary, essentially, that idea. But then I kind of decided, okay, what if I mixed it up a little, right? So then I took an idea and I shifted it a little bit and I decided, okay, what is something that is not really messed around with with horror that much? And I thought, okay, I suppose that what I really need to work on the most isn't really what I've been trying to do, which is just make something unique and original, but rather to make something unique and original that expands more on the actual characters that I'm working with. Because all the other ones were very cosmic horror, but one flaw of cosmic horror is that usually you don't really get to meet or understand the characters that much, you know? So what I tried to do with my original Death of Time draft is I tried to essentially get a more in-depth perception of the characters. It was awful. It, it, uh, I hated it. But um, <laughs> then I used that and I decided, okay, what if I mixed Shithashith and the Death of Time and tried to come up with something new and larger scale? So would you say that this current version, this draft is the draft that you're comfortable with? I... I think it could be better. I'm going to make it better in the next volume where essentially I'm going to mix the first volume and just expand on it, make more of it because, you know, the first volume is is just kind of flimsy, short, and not completely grammatically correct either. Well, one of the things that I find very interesting and unique about your book, The Death of Time, is the artwork. And that is original artwork, isn't it? Yeah, I, I make... All the artwork for it. Yeah. It's really creative. I actually think that some of the artwork in your book could be used in a gallery to be sold. It's very original, very powerful. Thanks. I, I'm glad you like it. You're welcome, sir. Okay, so let me ask you one thing. What would you say is your favorite thing about being an author? I like being able to use my ideas because mostly it's just ideas. That's all they are with most most people will have these ideas, like some original idea that could have probably, when, if it were properly used, it could have been used in, I don't know, something that could have made a, a huge cultural difference, I suppose, or could have caused a massive series of events, I suppose, or even just, in the end, just being really successful. A lot of ideas that like that never really get made. And what I really like about being an author is the ability to use those ideas and have them become more than just ideas. Oh, my gosh. I mean, I actually am your biggest fan. And Are you? I am. Okay. And I really appreciate you being here with us today. So thank you, Dane. Oh, thanks. Bye. Bye. Okay, so now we're going to get to the shout-outs. You can tell I'm really excited about the shout-outs. I've said it twice now. All right, so Leslie Racinos. Ah, Alina. (laughs) Are you Leslie today or Uh, am I Leslie? I don't know. We can go with that. (laughs) I pointed pointed to Alina and I said Leslie. 
All right, I guess I'll go first. So go my it. shout out and the reason why it wasn't recording last week is because I did have a branding photo shoot because we are redoing our website and needed new pictures. Mm-hmm. So my amazing shout out is for Kara Beavers with Kara Near Photography and Design. Not only is she amazing, but she made the video shoots, I mean the photo shoot so much fun. Oh, and she, awesome. you know, told us like do this, stand there, move your head, tilt. I mean, but it was fun. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm dreading this. I hate pictures cuz I do hate pictures. And she just made it such a great time and my team loved it. Everybody oh, nice. was laughing, everybody was smiling and Hopefully, I should be getting them today or tomorrow, so I can't wait to post a few so everyone can see. But Kara, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for doing such an amazing job. I love Kara. Oh my gosh, she's awesome. She's fantastic, and she's so much like so much positivity. So just imagine all of that in a photo shoot. Good times. Big smiles. Big smiles. Okay, (laughs) Miss Park. I see the eyes from across the table. (laughs) Um, My shout out this week. It's hard to pick one, but. Tina at McCabe's Printing. Um, I met her through the collectives when I first joined a few months ago. And we've been able to work with her on a few projects. And and she and her team, Tina and her team, have just been incredible to work with as far as delivering design and timelines and making things show up in our office when we didn't know how they were going (laughs) to get there. And on top of it, She's an incredible human being and a, and a great, she's turned into a great friend. And so I'm so grateful to have met Tina and her team and work with her on all the the great stuff because, I mean, why not? I They're just so great to work with. So thank you, Tina. We love and you. And you guys, this friendship is something even cooler now because Jessica is now one of the mods in Tyson's <laughs> Vienna Falls Church. That's so true. it really did come full circle. It really did. I tell you, I... I text Tina all kinds of random thoughts and she understands my brain and she's great at what she does. So, I mean, it's a total win-win, but she did text me and say, Jessica and I have so many good ideas. (laughs) I love those texts from Tina because you know, there's a lot of ideas happening there. She's the best. She's she's the best. (laughs) All right. So mine is... Josue Rivas. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Josue Rivas. Okay, well, there you go. Thank you, Leslie. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, it's Josue. Oh, <laughs> here we go. There's, that's the way it's done. I'm just going to sit back and watch this. Um, from Photoshop, because he does all our coffees, most of our events for free, and he's photographing the Christmas tea. He's always one of the first people to step up. His co-worker, Adrian, is absolutely awesome, too. But we ran into him at Silver Diner. He was there with his foster daughter. And it was just so amazing to see, like, that dad side of him. And then we just had such a good meal. And to see how much he truly cared and paid attention to her and was making sure that she was happy, it meant the world to see, like, what an amazing person he really is. Aww. Yeah, he's he's a really good guy through and through on yeah. every level. I just, I admire him in so many ways. So many ways. Okay, so. Your turn. That was a good one. Yeah. I am going to give my shout out to Sarah Bailey Pagani Ooh. with Simply Sarah Soaps and Candles. Love her. And Yay. she is located at the Dallas Town Center Mall in Handmade by Elmax Space. 
you can find her products there. She and her son, Noah, create these products um, because Noah had some allergies and Sarah decided, you know what? I'm going to take this into my own hands. I'm going to work with my son to create something amazing for him and not just for him, but for everybody else that suffers with these types of allergies. So they smell good. They look good. They're sweet. And they come from two amazing people, Sarah and Noah. My shout out is to you. I love, love it. They're so positive Woo. and fun. Yes, yeah. well deserved. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so I think that's it. Wait, can we add one more thing? Okay. The Frederick um, Christmas tea. Yes. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yes. So the Frederick County Christmas tea is December 5th, and it is at the Monument, the beautiful Ooh. Monument, in Winchester, Virginia. Jessica Oplak, who is the admin there and also my gorgeous niece, she is going to be hosting that. And I believe we have a few amazing sponsors so far. I don't want to shout them out yet because I'm not sure 100%, but they're going to be raising money for a homeschool nonprofit that is looking to buy a location where they can have basically a school. Wow. I I know the location that they're going to be bidding on and it's insane. It's actually, I can't say, I can't say, say (laughs) but it's, it's incredible. And if they get this location, it's really going to be amazing for the community because a lot of times with the homeschool community, they have to kind of like go here and go there and just, they don't really have a home Mm -hmm. so much. I think this is going to really, it's going to change the homeschooling vibe in Frederick County. It's already amazing, but it's going to be just even better. So I'm anxious to donate to her, uh, her charity and to attend and learn more about it. Yeah, it's gonna for be sure. So much fun. So I think it's the Eucharia, but I don't. Eureka? Eucharia. 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 Okay. So, yeah. And so I'm gonna learn more about it and I'm excited about that. So, December 5th at the Monument. Yay. That's awesome. That's I can cool. only imagine how they're gonna deck it out for Christmas. I know. It's I, right. That was my first thought. I'm like a Christmas geek, yep. so I'm excited. <laughs> okay. So, is that it? Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. We need to get some Christmas jingles on here. Thank you, Jessica, for coming and being here. Thanks for having me. This was so much fun. All right. Bye. 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 So go out.